A table of fables. Good day, boys and girls, and welcome to the Table of Fables podcast. I'm James Funnyhat, your happy, nice, and not ever silly fabulist. I first wanted to thank some people who have supported the show. I'd like to thank Azan in Toronto and Georgia, who also lives in Toronto. Thank you very much for helping to make the show happen. Today, we have a story about being nervous. What's being nervous? It's kind of like being scared, but not exactly. Scared is when you walk into a forest, for example, and maybe see a bear looking and growling at you. You get scared then, and that's probably good. Nervous is a little bit different. Usually we talk about being nervous when we're afraid of what other people think of us. We aren't afraid they'll scratch us or bite us or eat us. We're only afraid that they might think or say that what we did wasn't very good. Has that ever happened to you? It only happens to people. Animals don't care what other animals think about them in the same way that people do. That's why dogs don't mind performing tricks in front of new people. They'll even perform in front of thousands of people and won't even care. One day, When you are doing a performance for thousands of people and you feel a bit nervous, you might wish to yourself, "Um, I wish I was a dog because I, I wouldn't get nervous. Don't make that wish. What if it came true? Dogs are clever and nice and don't get nervous. But if you were a dog, you could only do the tricks your owner taught you. And they could only be dog tricks. Jumping, sitting, giving paw. If you're a person, it's way better. You can sing a song that will change the world. Ride a unicycle. Win a game and know that you won it. You can think of new things that no one had ever thought of before. Okay, on with some mail. Hey, I got another email from Charlie in Toronto who's seven years old. He was the kid that knows how to sit on walls. Okay, let's read it. Dear James Funny Hat, I was the one who broke the rule and was sitting on the wall when I listened to episode one. That was funny when you went crashing down when you tried it. This time, I broke another rule when I listened to episode two. I was sitting on the ceiling. Don't try it, James Funny Hat. You will probably fall down again. Well, thanks for your letter, Charlie, but that was not funny when I fell down, okay? So, hmm, you're sitting on the ceiling. He's pretty good if he can do that. It was really hard when I tried it. All right, I wonder if he was 
really sitting on the ceiling or if he's just trying to trick me. Charlie, are you trying to trick me? No, I don't think so. Kids wouldn't try to trick adults, would they? Okay, Charlie, if you can sit on the ceiling, I am going to sit on the ceiling too. Okay, here I go. How did it get up there anyways? Okay, I'll probably need a ladder. Okay, here's a ladder. All right. Now, uh, I'm going to try and climb up this ladder. And then, I don't know how he got up. I guess I'll just try to... Ouch. That was... That's hard to sit on the ceiling. I don't know how he did it. Charlie, you weren't trying to trick me, were you? Okay, get ready for the story. When you hear the story bell, put your hands in the air. When you can't hear it anymore, put your hands down. So let's take a deep breath and get ready. All the way in. All the way out. One more time. All the way in. All the way out. Okay, here comes the bell. There was a soccer player who was a really, really, really good soccer player whose name was Linus Makuki. The position that he played was goalkeeper. If you know anything about soccer, the goalkeeper is the only player that can touch the ball with their hands. If you're the goalkeeper, your job is to stop the ball from going into your own net. Linus Makuki was amazingly, astoundingly good at this. When a player on the other team kicked the ball at his net, Linus Makuki would move so quickly to stop it, he seemed like a blur. He could go to the left, the right, to the corners, everywhere, with this incredible speed. He was so good that to really practice and improve, he would have to stop multiple balls at the same time. So the coach would get all other 10 players to line up beside each other in front of the net, each with a ball. The coach would say, one, two, three, kick the ball behind Linus Makuki. All 10 pro soccer players would kick the ball at the same time and Linus Makuki would stop all of them. It seemed he could move faster than time and be in 10 places at once. He would race from one side to another, leap up, duck down, put one hand up here, one foot there, another knee there, spin this way, hop this way, roll that way, slide the other way. None of the balls would go in, none of them. The whole time, he would have this relaxed smile on his face as if stopping 10 balls moving at 100 miles an hour was the easiest thing in the world. The team that Linus McCookie played on was Ireland. The other players on the Irish team liked soccer quite a bit, so they got pretty good. But they didn't like it that much because they liked other things more. Some of them liked Irish dancing, for example, and right in the middle of the game, they would break out into this Irish jig and not even notice that the other team had the ball and was zipping down the field with it. Another player liked to find four-leaf clovers on the ground, so he'd be in the middle of the game chasing the ball, and then something would catch his eye, and he was like, Ooh, is that a four-leaf clover? He'd stop right in the middle of the game, reach down, pick up the clover, and start counting the leaves. One, two, 
the only tree. On with the game. Now, that's fine to do in normal times, but right in the middle of a soccer game, that's not good if you're trying to win. So the other players were pretty good. But the year they had Linus Makuki, no one could score on them. And if no one scores on you, you can't lose. And if you can't lose, you'll eventually win. That year, they didn't lose. No one could score on them. They kept winning and winning until they unexpectedly went to the World Cup of Soccer, where the best teams in the world play. No one expected them to do very well, but because of Linus McCookie, they did very well. They didn't lose in the first three games, and they got to the quarterfinals. They won again and went to the semifinals. They won again and went to the final championship game of the World Cup. That game was played in a huge stadium with 150,000 people watching. And the thing about that particular 150,000 people is that they were all cheering for Ireland and especially their favorite player, Linus McCookey. When he walked out on the field, all 150,000 of them were chanting his name. Linus! 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 He walked out in the field got into his goaltender crouch with his hands on his knees, looked around at the crowd as they all chanted in a voice as loud as a jet engine, Linus! 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 At that point, Linus McCookie felt this strange feeling in his stomach. For the first time in his career, he didn't want to disappoint all those people. He didn't want to lose the game. And for the first time in his career, he felt nervous. And then this weird thing happened. His left hand felt very light. It felt so light, it seemed to become filled with helium. And it floated up over his head, pulling the rest of his arm up with it. He didn't notice at first, but then he looked above his head and saw his hand floating up there, so he reached over with his other hand and pulled his left hand down to his knee. He thought, hmm, I'm ready to play. But the crowd was still chanting, Linus! 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 And he was still nervous. And a few seconds later, his hand floated up again, like it was some kind of birthday balloon. He pulled it down, but a few seconds later, it floated up again. He pulled it down again, and it floated up right away. He realized that he couldn't play soccer like that, and the coach called a timeout. Linus McCookie went over to the team bench, and the team doctor, Dr. Sharp, asked, What's wrong, Linus McCookie? I don't know. My arm keeps floating up in the air. I can fix that. I am a medical doctor, said Dr. Sharp. He went off and got this needle. You might be thinking it was the kind of needle that kids usually get at the doctor that are about one finger long. This was a bigger needle. It was longer than your finger, longer than your hand, longer than your arm, longer than your body, longer than your dad's body. This was the World Cup. And the doctor got a needle as long as a pole vaulter's pole. He put it over his shoulder, took a big run, and jabbed it right into Linus McCookie's arm. Yow! 
said Linus McCookie. He pushed down the plunger. As the doctor pushed the plunger down, Linus McCookie's arm sunk down back to his waist. How does that feel, Linus McCookie? asked Dr. Sharp. I think you fixed it, doctor, said Linus McCookie. He trotted back out in the field, but there were still 150,000 people there, and they were still chanting, Linus, 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 as loud as ever, and he was still nervous. But his arm was good, and the game resumed until this other weird thing happened. His right arm started to feel very light, and it started floating up in the air like it was filled with helium just like the left one did before. He pulled it down, but it started floating up again. He pulled it down, and it immediately floated up again. The coach shouted, Time out! Linus McCookie came off the field, and the coach sent another doctor over to see him. Dr. Crunch. What's wrong, Linus McCookie? said the second doctor. I don't know, my right arm keeps floating up in the air. I can fix that. I'm a chiropractor, said Dr. Crunch. Dr. Sharp was a medical doctor who heals patients with medicines such as pills or needles. A chiropractor is a different kind of doctor. They heal patients by manipulating the bones of the spine. As Linus's arm floated up in the air, Dr. Crunch went behind him and grabbed him around the chin with a tight headlock-style grip. With his other hand, he twisted Linus McCookie's arm as he put his leg around his leg and twisted his upper torso in the opposite direction. They were all twisted up together, and then Dr. Crunch cranked down with all his weight at Linus McCookie's floating arm. You could hear the cracking of bones and he pulled his arm down, 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 and down all the way. How does that feel, Linus McCookie? asked Dr. Crunch. I think you fixed it, Doctor. So Linus McCookie headed back out on the field, and his arms weren't floating up in the air anymore. But there were still 150,000 people, and they were still chanting, Linus, Linus, Linus! But he was good. His hands weren't floating up anymore, and he was ready to play. Linus! Linus! But then this other weird thing happened. His left foot started floating up in the air. At first he didn't notice, but then it rose above his waist, above his shoulders, above his head, and he was standing in front of the goal doing the splits, hopping on one foot like some kind of ballerina soccer player. He pulled his foot down with both his hands, but a few seconds later, it floated up even higher. He pulled it down again, but it floated up again. Time out! The coach sent another doctor over, Dr. Bloom. What's wrong, Linus McCookie? I don't know, my left leg keeps floating up in the air. I can fix that. I'm an aromatherapist, said Dr. Bloom. An aromatherapist heals patients with the essences, the smells of flowers and herbs. As Linus McCookie's leg floated above his head, Dr. Bloom squeezed a daffodil 
up Linus McCookie's left nostril. Then he shoved a rose up his right nostril, then lavender up his left, rosemary up the right, eucalyptus up the left, mint up the right. Dr. Bloom stuffed more and more flowers up his nose, and the more he crammed in, Linus McCookie's foot started to go all the way down. When it touched the ground, Dr. Bloom asked, How does that feel, Linus McCookie? I think you fixed it, Doctor. Linus McCookie headed out onto the field again. He got into his crouch and looked around. He was feeling good, but there were still 150,000 people chanting, Linus! 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 His arms were good. His left leg was good. He was suspicious about his right leg, but it was good. So he got into his crouch. But the crowd was still chanting his name. Linus! 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 And then this other weird thing started happening. Linus! Linus! His tongue started to feel light, and it started floating up in the air, taking his head and his whole body with it. He pulled his tongue in, but it floated up again. He pulled his tongue down and again, time out. The coach sent another doctor over, Dr. Sagely. What's wrong, Linus McCookie? I don't know. My tongue keeps floating up in the air. I know what you need, said Dr. Sagely. What you need is lobster therapy. She jogged away and came back a few minutes later carrying a big silver bucket filled with water. Dr. Sagely pulled out of the bucket a 20-pound lobster with claws as big as garden shears. As Linus McCookie's tongue floated up in the air, she took one of the lobster's claws and the lobster clamped down on his tongue. <coughs> Linus McCookie screamed in pain as the lobster dangled down his chest and he jumped up and down. <coughs> Dr. Sagely just calmly stood there. This will be a four-minute session, Linus McCookie. Three minutes and 30 seconds. Three minutes to go. Still two minutes, Linus McCookie. 30 seconds. 10, 9, 8. Finally, Dr. Sagely ripped the lobster off his tongue, put it back in the bucket, and asked... How does that feel, Linus McCookie? They think you fit the doctor. Thank you. He was just about to trot back out on the field when Dr. Sagely stopped him. Linus McCookie, I think you need one more thing. You need marshmallow therapy. Dr. Sagely walked behind Linus McCookie, reached into her lab coat, and pulled out two marshmallows. She put one in each hand, spread out her arms, and as Linus McCookie was looking forward, whacked both marshmallows into his ears at the same time. How does that feel, Linus McCookie? 
she asked. Linus McCookie didn't say anything, so she asked again a little bit louder. How does that feel, Linus McCookie? Linus McCookie stood in front of her, looking forward so he couldn't see that her lips were moving. He couldn't hear anything. Dr. Sagely shouted it out. How does it feel, Linus McCookie? His ears were so stuffed with marshmallows he couldn't hear anything. Dr. Sagely slid out in front of him and said, I think you're ready to play. She pointed to the field. Linus McCookie headed out on the field. There were still 150,000 people, and they were still chanting, Linus! 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 And it was louder than ever. But now, his ears were filled with marshmallows, and to him it sounded like, Linus! 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 It actually sounded like, Linus! 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 But to him it was like, Even though it was really like, Linus! Linus! To him it was like, Linus! He wasn't nervous anymore. Nothing floated up in the air. His arms were good. His legs were good. Everything was good. The ball came toward him, and he stopped it with his left hand. He stopped another with his right hand. Another with his foot, with his knee, with his head, with his elbow, with his bum. No one scored on Linus and Cookie that day. Ireland went on to win the game and the World Cup. It may have been because of Linus McCookie, but it may have been even more because of Dr. Sagely and marshmallow therapy. Yay! You made it through the whole story. It's time to go. It's time to thank you for tuning in. Thank you. You can follow the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll get the new weekly episode. Thanks again to Azan and Georgia for supporting the show and helping to make it happen. If you would like to support the show, your parents can find out how on my website. Thank you very much for coming to the Table of Fables, and have a great day.